Hi, Gemstones. Emma here. Have you been craving a new way to support and interact with your favorite podcast team? Well, assuming that's us, now you can. Team Takes is on Patreon, and we would love for you to join us there. We'll have exclusive content, bonus episodes, and random meanderings from the weird and wonderful minds of Nick and Julie. You can find us at patreon.com slash takespod. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash takespod. See you in there. Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Takes All Over the Place. We're experiencing emotions this week, which is evidently more than an underrated album by Carly Rae Jepsen, as we Jasmine Kennedy our way through life this week. Julie and Emma are world-class citizens that are watching current content, like Apple TV Severance. Where's my money, bitch? Is that what it's about? I don't know. Listen and find out. <laughs> Netflix's Love is Blind, a thought experiment on how many people you can simultaneously dislike, and Ozark, Missouri money laundering with a cool tone filter. Presh. I've been Great British Bake Offing my way to a compassionate outlook on life, but an unforgiving discernment for soggy bottoms. Insert <laughs> Charlie XCX enema joke here. <laughs> Let's dive in, y'all. That was perfect. Amazing. But no, you so, were, you started talking about that you actually did some research on Great British Bake Off. Well, first, I want to check in how you're feeling. First of all, love the contraction, the cool contraction, little colloquialism moment of vid, V I D, <laughs> all in caps. I don't know. It feels like a sexy acronym. Hey. <laughs> I mean, I am ashamed and I feel terrible and guilty and I hope I don't kill anybody, but you know, it's fact. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> If you I put this into the ether, I will back. actually ruin my life. Um, no. no, I was reading, and I actually read this article because I read the tweet blurb and I followed the link. Oh, my God. I am so well read. You're a hero. And it talked about all this, like, shame and guilt that we feel about COVID yes. because in the early days, it was like, this is the marker of, like, us protecting us from everyone else. It's like everyone else is getting COVID, and it's like we were sheltered down, we hunkered down. This is how you showed camaraderie and a sense of collective unity. And then now at this stage, it is so proliferative. And even if you've been double vax and triple vax, as we all have, it's still everywhere. And there's no shame in getting it because that's just kind of the existence we are now. But there's still that built up of like the sign that I was doing the right thing when everyone else was fucking around was like not getting it. And then all of those emotions that have been in the stasis for like two years come flooding out Jasmine Kennedy style so that's a lot to take on but it is not a was it Dr. Shame. Muthra I think it, it might have been like the yeah. thread I read from him I read it on Friday and I was like sobbing and well I, as I said I've been crying for quite a while in my car reading that thread it was so because he got it and his children yeah you were just like okay so and a lot of people feel the shame and guilt because of uh because of the trauma of experience and Cotter so flippantly said, but accurately said, yeah, no, this is going to like, we're all going to have PTSD from this and it's going to take a while to unpack. This is going to be like generational traumas. And I was like, yeah, if party. it ever ends, you can't have e. the PTSD until we're post. <laughs> disorder. We are just in the trauma. <laughs> Welcome to the trauma. But you know what? That just means more time for me to lay in bed and watch as much television as possible. Hey, what'd you watch? And I this said week? to myself, Julie, let's watch something deep and meaningful. What if this was like a meditation retreat weekend? I was like, what a great idea. Love is blind too, it is. <laughs> 
I literally was like, oh, I'm going to do this Thich Nhat Hanh meditation, this other thing. And then I was like, I can't. I need garbage. Give me Love is Blind, too. It is interesting that my particular slice of content consumption, which is like, as you say, CB sitcoms, is not trashy enough or good enough for you. It has to either be fully trashy or like excellent television. And my mediocre watching, so just never the move. I never get hooked. You know what I mean? I try. Maybe I just don't wait. I don't stay long enough. Like the Ted one, I made it through like four episodes. I mean, that's kind of all you need to do. So yeah, you gave it a good college try. Although a college try for me is six years. So like get into it, mama. (laughs) What was the singing one that I wanted to like with Rachel Bloom, but I didn't. Oh, crazy ex-girlfriend. Yep. Nope. Maybe Buffy's the winner. (laughs) But we just watch Buffy. Remember when we both liked the Gilmore Girls? That's how we yeah, in the first place. And then this has just been like brick by brick dismantling the Gilmore no, Girls Foundation. We both love the Gilmore Girls. We both love Drag Race. New Girl, we both like. Oh my gosh. Yeah, only you recently. You just got on that train. I, you, I'm trying to come together right now. And you're throwing <laughs> those bricks back in my face. The Mindy Project, the, you also like hey, now. There we go, yeah. You also like now. <laughs> She's cutting your taste. Oh, baby, she's cutting. (laughs) And we like each other. That's the most important thing. We do. Look at this beautiful friendship. Especially when you have your nipples out or in. I'm fully covered today. I'm wearing (laughs) sleeves. I'm wearing a crew neck. I am wearing a hat. I'm wearing glasses. Most of my skin has been occluded by some sort of (laughs) obstruction. Well, did you watch anything this week? So I have, well, nothing new because I take solace in the past. um, And my therapist says I might dwell on it a bit too much. Either way, I've been watching past seasons of Great British Break Off. Because last week I was talking about how the one with like Michael Tracovarty and Henry Bird and all those people was my favorite season. And you were like, no, Rahul. So I watched Rahul's season. Oh, my God. What a precious, beautiful being who is so talented, so humble, so sweet, so scared, so skittish. And ultimately a winner, baby. That was and super even fucking when he won, sweet. He's still like, Ugh. When the guys were like, the bros were like, let's hoist him in the air. He's like, no, oh, no, no. <laughs> and then at the end, when they go check up where all the bakers are now, they're like, Rahul is still baking for the nice people who are the, his only friends in England. <laughs> well, I think that's why I like the season um, that I was talking about previously with Henry Burden et al. Helena. Oh my God, that spooky little queen. Because they hung out so much. Or maybe it's just because Michael's so active on Instagram that he actually documents all the times that they hung out. So it felt like such a tight-knit cast. Which Michael the Gay? Is this Michael the Gay? This is Michael the Gay. I call him Crimson The one that's married and has kids or the one that dated the other gay one? Well, that hasn't been confirmed. I did a deep dive on that. I've gone very into the lore. It's been confirmed. By whom? Me. Michael, (laughs) what's his name? And yet you won't admit that Richard Madden is gay, even though I have confirmed it. I think he's confirmed by, but Rahul is a deer. He's just an angel and such a great baker. Ruby, and so I good liked. with his flavors. I know. <laughs> so good with his flavors, but I love Kim Joy too because she's sweet. Oh I love the- my god, I love her, and she has a great Twitter. She puts up the cutest stuff. She's like very whimsical. She feels like the uh, other half of the yin and yang with Helena, who's like super spooky, and then Kim Joy is very sweet and colorful and anime esque. Yeah, what's the word for tiny things that are super cute? Me. No. Yes. <laughs> Tchotchkes? Bobbles. No, no. That's, no, it's a Japanese word, I think. Oh, kawaii? Yes. She does lots of cute kawaii things, yes. 
Riding Harleys in Kauai. Kauai. Do you know the song Harleys? So, in, okay, man. Nope. So you watched the Rahul season of Great British Bake Off. I believe we agreed to watch Severance. How was that? That is. <laughs> Talk about deer. <laughs> the headlights are blinding. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> it was great forgetting that that was a thing that I was supposed to do. Um, and so I love the title. I think it's great. I think it's a vibe. I don't know, Julie, how was it? It's going to be super fucking creepy. Yeah. It's really dark. It's Ben Stiller, but I mean, Adam Scott's a star. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. So it's in the near dystopian future, right? So you get your brain severed in a way that when you're at work, you only have memories. It's a spatial relationship. So when your body is at work, your only memories are in the building, wherever you're working. When you're not there, you have only memories of your home life. So you can be at work and never think about home and you only know those people. And so you don't ever have a memory of sleeping because you don't do that there. Um, so like his boss in the, the workplace is also his next door neighbor in real life, but they don't know it because their brains have been severed. This is how Elon Musk is going to try to like institute work-life balance at Tesla by severing people's brains. It's true. And so then there are people who are like severance is slavery and these people never get to see the sunlight. And so one guy who was his best friend in this crazy, creepy place where they work, where we have no idea what they're doing. You're watching Tesla. numbers when they get scary, removing them. Um, has escaped and got his brain put back together, but he's still flashing. So we're two episodes in. It's going to be very dark, very interesting. I think it fits in the Station Eleven s- slot in my brain that's empty now. It's going to be. I think it's going to be good. Is that what you do after each show? You sever from room for the next show. I guess. <laughs> you know, when people leave your life, there's like a hole in your heart. So when Station Eleven left, there's like a little hole, and I think that this show will fill it. Oh, I've got one of those. It's called congenital, though. <laughs> All right. So right before that, I'm sure you caught yourself up on the after party because it was on right before that on Apple TV, right? So I don't actually have Apple TV, and so I would have to torrent you know it, and I wouldn't have respect- any of these things. And you get them all from your sister, so don't act like this is some new dramatic moment that's you know, been added to I your life. I just am taking a stand against Apple and their corporate greed and that. <laughs> At any time, feel free to say, I don't want to watch that show. And then we won't agree to I it. just forget. I know. And I found my post-it right here that says <laughs> both of these things. But I, on my podcasting deck, I leave it and I forget about it until next week when I look at all the notes that I've taken. I'm like, oops. <laughs> I was like, I got it. I need to write these down. I did. So I just need to. But well, we're them. gonna work on some process and procedure at the end of this meeting today. Amazing! And oh, like, so you guys you did start watching it, right? Yeah, so and I caught home. up last night. That's she what did. I did this week. Was I caught up on the few things that I was supposed to? You know what? This feels like an attack because it is, and I'm not saying it's unwarranted, but no. I do feel like the way you both are brandishing pens and pencils does feel a little disciplinarian, and I feel scared and unsafe. Well, this week, the episode ended up being animated for the most part. So I don't know what these guys have been smoking with a musicals <laughs> episode, this cartoon episode. PCP. It's fun, though. I'm, I'm way in. It's Are you liking so it, Em? It's so fun. I lo- She's doing a cartoon version, and, like, it's the different versions of herself, like the, the young party version and then the, you know, current mom version. 
Um, so when you, you flash back to the real life people, when she's no longer in the animated world, she's like in a little swivel chair talking to Tiffany Haddish, who's interviewing her, and she just keeps like swiveling back and forth to play the different characters inside her head. And Tiffany Haddish is like, do you talk to yourself like this a lot? And she's like, no, I'm just trying to show it to you. And then she's got like a little rage monster that lives inside of her. And a big mama bear that'll come yeah. out whenever daughters are threatened. So it's like yeah, Big Mouth. This is the Big Mouth episode. Kind of, but I've never seen Big Mouth, and I don't usually like cartoons, but I liked this. There's no lewd balls or fart noises, so it's not exactly Big Mouth. First of all, as we learned on Drag Race, fart noises are in now. Not to me. but no, not to anyone. I, I'm surprised that this show is not getting more traction. I think it's fresh and fun, and everybody in it is great. I still don't care who killed Dave Franco, but I'll be excited to find out. No, mostly but I don't really care. It seems like it should be unique based on the timeline. No. I don't want it to be unique. No. But, and I think because it seems so obviously him, it's got to be someone else. But yeah, at that point, I'm just like, well, I don't know who it is then. And <laughs> I don't know that I care. Next week, we're going to uh, turn the tables and I think go with Tiffany Haddish because she's yes. being investigated by her captain because <laughs> she kind of went off the rails. So. And is it Ben Schwartz? Is that his name? Mm-hmm. John Ralphio? Yeah. I always wondered if I would want more of him. Cause you're like, he's perfect, right? Just enough for Jean Raphael. It's enough. Um, and he's great. He's so fun on this show. Mm-hmm. He's just been a hit. Every time you see him, him and Sam uh, Richardson, which is a neek, I'm always like, Ooh, let's go spend time with them. Ooh, let's go over there. And then the nerdy girl with the glasses, we haven't gone to her yet. I don't know, but you did see the one with the guy with the fucked up teeth yes. where it was his party. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. <laughs> So there's this guy who's kind of been lurking around every episode, and then they're all talking about this amazing party. And so we flash back to high school. The guy gave the party, which is hilarious because that's me, right? Did you go, are you going to that party at Sunderland's? I'm like, yeah, motherfucker. I'm I am Sunderland. Sunderland. <laughs> I am legend, bitch. So anyway, I totally felt for him. Like He's like trying to be cool. No one's paying any attention to him. They're like trashing his house. And he's just like... <laughs> um, but seeing everybody play their high school selves with really bad wigs and terrible clothes, like I'm all in on these people. I love them. Uh huh. And it keeps tripping me out that they're playing that they're playing my senior year. Like those clothes, right. those hair. I didn't even have them, but I wanted to because they seemed <laughs> cool at the time. <laughs> they were in the Delia's catalog. <laughs> exactly. Oh my exactly. god, I loved Delia's catalog oh because god. who isn't a surfer girl on the inside? <laughs> <laughs> there was never anything in my size ever. <laughs> Ever, well, this, ever, ever, ever. This fashion is cyclical thing is really starting to hit me over the head with like broad strokes because it was always like past fashions and then the 90s happened. I was like, okay, well, that was still when I was younger. And now it's the early aughts fashions that we thought were irredeemable. And now that's coming back again. And it's like, oh my God, do I qualify for AARP yet? Do I get my <laughs> card? What benefits am I entitled to? Let me talk to the mesothelioma man. See about my rights. <laughs> But um, I do see what you're saying with Ben Schwartz because, well, did you ever watch his comedy series with Tom Chappaquiddick? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, he's been canceled slightly, right? Middle, what is it, Middle Ditch? I don't, I don't know. know. Ted not, Kennedy did something crazy it's there. Definitely not Hiddle Diddle. <laughs> Ken, Ted Kennedy did some fucked up shit, or in and around that man. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, what does that have we to do? Get, with okay, okay, liberal Middle censorship Church. rears its ugly head once more. I must find the truth about Chappaquiddick. Mitchelson's. <laughs> uh, just trying to get you closer to your train. <laughs> the train's left the station, Mama. <laughs> 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 That's what train. It's, it's, it's platform nine and three quarters up in here. You know. 
is magic. That's what I'm Harry saying Potter is I'm produ- producing magic. Yeah, Harry Potter written by no one. You've Groovy. said like four things that are going to ring so true in the treats of, tweets of the week this week. I'm so excited. Hey, so, I'm clairvoyant you, you're too. Paying attention to yourself and learning. I never am. <laughs> <laughs> learning, no. <laughs> Growing only around in my momentum. Well, I would just like to throw out a couple shout outs for Love is Blind 2 being the worst, most chaotic Tell me about it. season <laughs> of television stage. ever. There's a gentleman by the name of Brett Brett White, easy for me to say, who writes for The Decider. (laughs) She's so woke she can't even say white anymore. (laughs) I know. It's not spelled Y-T, so I didn't really get it. I do love when people write white that way. Yeah. Oh, God. So his his headline from The Decider article is, Love is Blind's greatest antagonist is anti-scientist hairstylist Shayna. And it is. She's great. Let's talk about Shayna, the icon, the star, the blueprint. Love is Blind season two is so chaotic in large part due to Shayna, who is such a natural, natural at reality television. She's a 31-year-old hairstylist who loves God, crop tops, and men who gets their hands dirty. And she is drama <laughs> incarnate. Shayna initially seemed like pretty chill, but also a headstrong girl who could hang out and get body and hold her own. And like most, a lot of the women in season two was involved in a love triangle. Make that rectangle. <laughs> First, who was this written by? Oh, this guy, Brett White. I'm okay. in love with this man. Oh, that's the author. Way. Okay, I heard. I was like, when are we going to find out about Brett White? <laughs> I'm only going to read just a whisper more. Stay with me. First, there's Shayna, as seen through the maniac eyes of real estate agent Shane, a self-defined tool who never seems to blink, and he doesn't. It's amazing. (laughs) These two, both blonde as blonde can be, are a perfect match. He just wants to ask her what she's wearing. She's always wearing crop tops, and he's always turned on by her descriptions of her outfits. She's like, I'm wearing, like, joggers. And he's like, joggers? Are they your boyfriends? Are they your exes? She's like, I know. I mean, I've grown leaps and bounds. <laughs> Shayna, a creationalist who doesn't believe in evolution and wants her husband to lead her spiritually. Mm. She ends up with Kyle, who's an atheist who doesn't want to be brainwashed. Shayna thinks he's the one that's brainwashed. <laughs> anyway, it's fucking amazing. And all the time in the pods when they're like emotionally revealing themselves and really connecting, she never explains that she's like super religious, doesn't believe in evolution. And he never reveals that he is uh, an atheist. So at some point, she agrees to, to be get engaged to Kyle, even though she really wants Shane, the non-blinking maniac tool. But she brings Kyle home to her family, and they're like, you believe in America? Are you a godly person? He's like, I'm sorry, what? What do you mean by that? They're like, God, are you a godly person? Do you believe in God? He's like, no, no, no. But I watched that video on how to wear makeup in a God-honoring way, <laughs> and then I watched <laughs> Trixie dismantle them. So then her mom comes on. She's like, I would never be able to give my consent for someone who does not believe. Oh, so now he's they like, care about Do you believe in consent? evolution? Hey. He's like, do you believe in evolution? She's like, no. What do you believe in? The Big Bang Theory? <laughs> it's Jesus. <laughs> and I have to say that unlike Love is Blind 1, I'm rooting for none of them to get together. <laughs> I hope they all say, no, fuck you. These people are a wreck. It's a mess. This it's is a terrible mess. This is the one from Chicago, right? Yes. Yeah. So my friend Kelly was going to be on that and got full cold feet at the final moment and then good removed call, herself Kelly. from the casting. Yes. Very good job, Kelly. We think it's good. Um, but yeah, she was going to be on that season. And who knows? She could have ended up with, uh, well, I guess the atheist would have had. Yeah, that's fine. You should have done it, Kelly. I <laughs> changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so then in the opening season, uh, opening couple of weeks, you get to see that there are not just all skinny people. There's like a couple of full-figured women and Dudes, and of course, none of them make it to the end. Oh, God. So you're like, we brought the bigger people, but they're not participating. <laughs> but I thought Love was blind. They don't see each other, right? 
I know. So their insides are ugly. I don't know what happened. <laughs> it's very upsetting. And then this week is the finale finale when you get to find out if everybody gets married or not. Were they releasing it week by week? I think they released five episodes and then seven, but for those under the weather, you could watch all of them at once. <laughs> there was no time for spiritual healing, just <laughs> What does that mean to guide me spiritually? To control every oh, aspect of my that life? The man is, is the head of the okay, family. Yeah, gross. I mean, it was gross. And you're like, this is so important. Her, she, I, I'm a spiritual person. <laughs> well, you never brought it up in the pods. We just take a break, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll get some water too. Yeah, thanks for bringing the tiniest cup ever. I know, I'm sorry. My uh, what? My massive water bottles at work. It's been very handy. We'll just talk about you while you're gone. So, Emma, does that mean you watched Severance as well? Phil started it, so I got to see a little bit. Adam Scott looks so old. So old, and his floppy hair. I don't know if they put prosthetics on him, because he it's, looks better later. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. But I also was thinking... Maybe it's the prosthetics because something about his face just looked like uh -huh. held on weird. <laughs> I would totally agree with you. I was like, mm. <laughs> yeah, but like in the that, does the whole show feel that cold? As like I saw little bits of the workplace. It's the only thing that makes me think it won't fill the Station Eleven bill, but I'm open. Well, to it. that's true. There's a little piece, little glimmers of light here and there. I think the show is truly about grief in another way, also, which. Somebody Somewhere is also about, you know, there's just like a lot of grief going around. Station Eleven was about that, I think, too. Um, it looks like there's going to be little glimmers of hope, but. Yeah. I mean, if you go to work from nine to five every day, your body sees no sun because they're in like a basement. Yeah, that's what it looked like. Okay. Kind of reminds me of Living With Yourself with Paul Rudd, where that sort of sci-fi, you replace your entire body and it turns out it's just like a clone of you. Was that a show or a movie? It was a show on Netflix. Was it good? I enjoyed it, yeah. I don't think it'll get a second season because it'll get the uh, Netflix traction that they do, they oh. require for second seasons. But, yeah, it was solid. It was like um, it was supposed to reinvent your life by making you a better version. They actually clone you and dispose of the real you, but the real him woke up, so now it's just two of them running amok in the wild. And the clone version, like, had all the memories but didn't have actually, like, the ability to engage, and so it was just, like, this weird existential but funny show but also deeply disturbing, but humorous. I will check that out. Yeah. Living with yourself, Paul Rudd, how can you miss? Yeah. That's He's where we adorbs. got that beautiful meme. Um, you know, we made it. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Not me. Yes. Maybe not so famous me. <laughs> While you watch content all day, I'm just flipping through Twitter and Reddit and YouTube shorts, which is their version of TikTok. Mine's all K-pop. In the words of Emma. <gasps> you know, I heard oh. it. <laughs> But I did watch Grand Crew, which is on Hulu now. It's the Nicole Byer um, sitcom. She's not the star. It's an ensemble. When it can is, she rest? <laughs> she doesn't want to rest. This show is so funny and sweet. They're like best friends from high school, she and her brother, and then this their Grand Crew of friends. It is charming and hilarious. It's great. It's just so good. It's like, uh, I don't know, another kind of Parks and Rec. So it's right up there, like Abbott Elementary, Grand Crew, Somebody somewhere. There's a lot of really sweet. Oh, single drunk girl. Single which female. Is, what did <laughs> I say? Single drunk girl is just my existence. <laughs> well, Emma watched that too. She was. Mm -hmm. I said thanks for the soup, and she said it took me no big deal. It was only three single drunk female episodes. <laughs> I feel like they're 18 minutes long on Freeform. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Hulu. Are you liking that? She's really cute. She's. Yeah. She's and her little boyfriend and. 
Yeah, who can't decide if he wants to be your boyfriend, but he's... I think he knows he wants to be her boyfriend, but he has to wait for a year. Those are the rules. But he's like, if we were in a different timeline and we had started at the same time, I don't know. It's con- I, I get where she's at, where it's like, I don't know, you're confusing. <laughs> Are you coming to get yes. people or not? <laughs> he is sending mixed messages. I think he's saying, I find you attractive, and the rules are, mm-hmm. we can't start dating until you've been sober for a year. I think he's like, you temptress. You are going to lead me away from the straight and narrow to some really kinky sex. I love Councilman Jam as the... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> It's so great for him not to be annoying, I right? Know. I mean, he's still a little bit annoying, but I thought that guy was just gross. But turns out he's just a good actor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thought it? Not me. Everything I've ever seen him in, he's been disgusting. Yeah. So. But the whole interaction where he's a you know New York fan walking through all the Boston tailgaters and <laughs> she like makes fun of hey, him. Hey, Carrie Bradshaw, <laughs> yeah. where are your Manolo Blahniks? And then is able to have a conversation where they kind of have a job offer presented and then go back to mocking him right away. <laughs> it was great. And where is he working now? Not smug. Is it yeah, smug? smug media. Mm-hmm. He was at Buzz and then he was at something. <laughs> he was at Douche and now he's at Smug. I was like, nice. And Ali Sheedy is her horrendous mother. She's doing such a great job. She has this like stilted way of talking that just makes me want to hurt her. A lot. Oh, God. Is that how you feel about me? <laughs> no, no. You don't talk like that. She's, like, trying to be thoughtful and then saying all the wrong things. Like, I I'll didn't ask think again. you could call... <laughs> no. I didn't think you could call your alcoholic daughter's sponsor and talk to them behind their back. I thought that was completely bullshit. I don't think any sponsor would do that. I could be wrong. A lesbian sponsor would. Said, They're shady. Hate crimes can be sent to Nick Cotter at nickcotter.com. Well, speaking of gay stuff, um, I was singing the Cry For You, You'll Never See Me Again, which is a song by September that Charlie XCX recently sampled in her new song Beg For You featuring Rina Sawayama, and it is just sonic excellence, baby. Also, Charlie XCX, who, poor thing, has had to sign so many enemas for her gay fans, has released in her new merch a black enema. Hopefully to avoid having to sign it because you can't sign Sharpie on black. It won't show up. Um, so that's just a little color from the musical homosexual moment. She released an enema the, with her album. Yeah. What's the connection between Charlie XCX and enema signings? So her fans brought enemas for her to sign like routinely. And it became like a social media thing where like poor Charlie XCX has to be forced to sign all these bottoms, enemas and poppers. And then she's reclaimed the joke and is now selling enemas with her new album. Um, branded with Charlie coming out soon. Get into it. In so many ways, <laughs> layers to that one. Anyway, it's a fun bot. Uh, next week is the season finale of uh, somebody somewhere, which is sad. Cause I'm really, really liking that show. Did anyone come out today? You can't. Yesterday. Okay. I saw the tornado one, but I think that's the last. Yeah, it's after that. The tornado one was so good with the little puppy inside the thing. Is that Uh, everything's starting to fall apart this week and maybe come together? But I like that her sister's falling apart. I guess that's not nice to say, but I feel like it's making them closer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, this week they go. I won't spoil anything, but they do go visit their mom in the rehab facility, and you can Mm -hmm. imagine how well that goes. And somebody quits their job. Oh, yeah, it's good. I will tell you that the store starts carrying, like, um, lying cunt uh, pillows instead of, like, live, laugh, love. (laughs) 
because her best friend, you know, slept with her husband. <laughs> Pretty funny. Um, have we given up on the Gilded Age yet, or are we still doing that? I gave up. <laughs> it's not shocking for anyone you made involved. A start. You know, I did. I was I was so swoonworthy over Christine Baranski, and I invested my whole heart into her, and then it was broken, and then I just faded into the mist. Well, one last thing where my whole heart is and my loins. Jason Bateman <laughs> is the hottest fucker on this goddamn planet. He's in I've Gilded watched, Age? No. Oh, I, I was like, watched sign me back seasons, up, baby. Two seasons of Ozark. Oh. And I fucking love him. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's so hot. I mean, he's so smart in real life. And he's on the recovery train, which you know I enjoy. <laughs> and he is so great in this show. Have you guys watched Ozark at all? Mm-mm. No. I watched season one. I really could care less. Laura Linney seems too old for him. I don't know what. They're the same age. He's, she's five years older. I also That's have Google and IMDb. Age. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, but so, so everyone's like just creaming their pants over the season four. I'm like, ooh, la, la. And I never, I did season one. I didn't even realize there were four seasons. So over this weekend, I have watched seasons two and three. Are you checking my math? Because I will set you on fire. I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. You're Googling something. <laughs> I can see it in your glasses. <laughs> damn it. The amount of times that I've been caught through this damn reflection. Fuck you, science. No, I have seen a movie with Julia Garner, The Assistant, which was very good, slow, plotting, thoughtful. Uh, it was about she was an assistant to someone who was a sexual assailant. Um, and it was a great movie, very emotionally heartbreaking. And then I skipped past that, saw that she was married to Mark Foster from Foster the People, who sang that song, Pumped Up Kicks, among others. Um, she has the best grimace on Ozark. She's always Pale people grimace always face. do. And I say she's this really good on that show. Person. I think it would be like, she's really pale. It's a problem. <laughs> no. She is not nearly the translucent alabaster glow that you are, but. Thank you. <laughs> it looks uh, sickly constantly. Well, I am two episodes into season four. Should be finished with that by the time this quarantine's over. Um, if you want to get dark and feel bad about humanity, it's a really great show for that. Make you real sad. Is four the last one? Are they going to do yeah. more? I think this is the last year, and they released half of it, and then they're going to release the next half soon, mm-hmm. and then that's it. I really milking it. Was it because she was in inventing Anna? Ruth Garner? I'm sorry, I'm just on her. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm sorry, Julia Garner. I did a portmanteau <laughs> of her character. You and did, also Ruth, this. on there, yeah. <laughs> I think that's just done. It's enough. They've done enough. All right. Um, not the recording things and having proof of them seems to matter at all. What would you like to watch this week so that we have <laughs> watched in common? Which we agreed we enjoyed. <laughs> well, I'm going to keep watching Great British Bake Off backwards. Um, okay. And move towards whatever Netflix allows <laughs> and then see if my obsession has waned. Um, and if it hasn't, then I'll keep going and I'll just find a place. So I'll use a... Uh, a location spoofer to get onto UK something or other to watch the rest. That's all I can promise you. <laughs> I'll watch Great British Bake Off. Um, and I'll watch Suddenly Susan. God forbid you watch anything current. <laughs> then we can both watch News Radio starring Joe Rogan. <laughs> Jesus. Not Jesus. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. <laughs> He's the QAnon Jesus. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh wait, let me get my let me get my scorecard for tweets of the week, y'all. Hey. I believe there are 107 of them, so I hope you're ready to focus for a real are there long really? time. I don't know, not that many. 
I got a southern accent because I've been watching Ozarks all week, and I'm <laughs> really into it. Hey. hey. Where are the Ozarks? I think I thought they were in a Missouri. very different place. Missouri. Down in Missouri. Oh, her. Yeah. All right. Are you ready with your ones and twos, ladies and gentlemen? Yes. Mind your P's and Q's and your ones and twos. Let's do it. Let's Why do it. I right. try something, and every time I just try something, I just hear like a very restrained <laughs> from fucking Emma what? over there in the corner. What, what did you say? I said, we'll mind our P's and Q's and our ones and twos. In my head, something cute, adorable, and innocuous, but apparently I just bludgeoned a fucking I seal just... in front of Emma. <laughs> God damn, just trying to live a life. <laughs> I breathed. <laughs> you sighed. <laughs> it's okay, caught oh, up in semantics. The, like, <laughs> the fifth thing that goes along with one of our tweets this week. Hey, Nick, you are on point. Way to bring us back in. <laughs> Me back in, sorry. Back Emma in. was just breathing. <laughs> Openly Gay Animal says, been hey. on a diet for two weeks and proud to say I lost 14 days of happiness. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a rare example of, like, it hits to a personal experience, but it's also funny. Well done, gay animals. <laughs> These are, I think, leftover from Valentine's Day. Neil Brennan, who gets on my nerves, said, Happy Valentine's Day to all my exes. I was right, and you were wrong. <laughs> yeah, 14 days of happiness. 14 days of happiness, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Willie Handler said, Life is short. Make sure you spend as much time as possible on the internet arguing with strangers. <laughs> <laughs> 14 days it is. Yeah, okay. right off the rip. Yeah, that one. Dominant. I know. Well, it's in a weird order today. Okay, this was from the news. It's a headline. Pantsless driver dies after being ejected through the sunroof while masturbating to porn on a cell phone when the car crashed and rolled over. <laughs> was this America. in Florida? Yeah. It was like a very small subsection of America known as Florida. I'm going to do 14 days of happiness, but I was along Obviously. for the ride, as was he until it ended fatally. <laughs> This is a two-parter from J.P. Bramer. Starbucks barista drew a happy face on my drink, so this is love bombing. <laughs> Jamie underscore 170 said, me in hell describing gaslighting and love bombing to a medieval peasant who was executed for stealing a spoonful of buckwheat in 1259. <laughs> what is love bombing? I don't think I know what that oh, is. Oh, you don't know love bombing? No. So like, Oh my gosh. So it's like the cycle of abuse, right? So I get to know you and I shower you with love and attention and flowers and presents. And I like bring you in and then I slowly start to dismantle your self-esteem and make you feel like shit about yourself. Maybe punch you in the face. And then I come back with the flowers and the love. Oh. It's a love bomb. Oh, gross. So it's like a manipulative first step in grooming. Mm -hmm. I, you know, and I should have expected <laughs> something love sinister with bomb, but I was like, oh, like a bath bomb, but with love. <laughs> Love bombing or 14 days of happiness? 14 days of happiness. 14 days, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to adult today. I don't want a human. Today I want a dog. Please pat me and peep me snacks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want a dog. I do really resonate with I want a dog. Yeah. Wow. I, I never. Old friend Solomon Giorgio text, uh, tweeted, my love language is leaving me alone and not bothering me. A hundred percent. Dog. dog dogs yeah <laughs> dog me dog me Ooh. all right this one takes a little thinking lizzie Saucy. logan said aubrey plaza is zoe deschanel in another font i said it was gonna take a lot of brain i know and i'm thinking um i'd say true yeah, Not funny, but true. I don't know what's happening. I'm confused. Time's new. I think Zoe Deschanel is like a comic sans, and Aubrey Plaza is like the oh, fonts, fonts, the fair. 
Okay. Fonts. So we're sticking with dog. Dog, yeah. I want to dog. <laughs> Juju B wrote, God Ooh. knew I'd be too powerful if I was mentally stable. <laughs> <laughs> or had a budget for fashion. Oh my God. There was a funny tweet that was like, um, It might be on here. Okay, then never mind. <laughs> Just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Where it was like her club kid look with all the rings and then her like octopus look or whatever from this one. And it's like GGB club kid when there's a cash prize of $100,000. Yes. GGB when there's just a cameo on a RuPaul song. <laughs> yeah, what is she fighting for? At Cotton Candy Daddy says, My dog size. <laughs> got me in the first half. <laughs> Sorry. My dog sighs a lot for somebody who doesn't contribute to this house or know what a government is. <laughs> We're just going to have, like, different rankings of dogs. I guess. I think I'm gonna, love dogs. I'm going to think I'm going to jump off this dog and under this dog. You want a dog today or are you a sighing dog? I'm a sighing dog. Well, I'm a sighing dog. <laughs> I'm going to go sighing dog. At Crystal Moreni said, two-year-old turned to me and sternly said, I am not a robot baby. And I don't know. Seems like something a robot baby would say. <laughs> And then someone else commented, see if he can spot the crosswalks in a picture. Only way to know for sure. <laughs> I like Robot Baby. Robot, Robot Baby, Baby, yeah. Okay, hey, Solomon Giorgio, if you've ever heard of him, he said, <laughs> two-parter, back in my day, we were terrified of the Bermuda Triangle. Don't even get me started on spontaneous combustion. Ooh. The great mystery of And then someone time. else wrote, navigating quicksand was just part of being an adult. I was certain. Yeah. So these are all true for me. I don't know if they're still true for you guys at your age, but I definitely was like, fuck, we can't ever go by the Bermuda Triangle. We'll get sucked in there and die. And then we'll find Amelia Earhart, and that'll be our last glimmer of hope before we die. Yeah, 100%. Were we in QAnon when it was like R-Anon? What's R-Anon? <laughs> the letter before Q. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, P-O-O-P-P-O-A-L-N-O-P-Q. P-Anon. 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 <laughs> you know, I mean, it was in kindergarten. There was a lot of anonymous pee. Who did it? I don't know. I think it was you. <laughs> I've never peed in my life. Gross. Okay, we, uh, we're about baby? Baby. Sarcasm only. When someone says they're scared of me because I'm being mean, and I say, I'm being nice to you. Have I stabbed you? No. <laughs> I think that's gaslighting. Or is that love bombing? That's just bombing. It's after the love bombing. <laughs> Robot baby it is. Um... <laughs> Janie underscore Gee said, whenever I hear a person misuse a word in real life, it takes every ounce of strength I have not to say, that's a big word for Elmo. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I think we should all try and use that once this week if anybody says anything. <laughs> Elmo or baby? Elmo. Elmo. <laughs> Wendy Molyneux said, I'm writing Spider-Ma'am about a middle-aged woman who gets bitten by a radioactive spider but keeps it to herself because she doesn't freaking need this. <laughs> I think it's Elmo, but by a hair. Yeah, it's by a tiny hair. Whisper. A whisper. Spider-Ma'am is great. <laughs> Cameron Esposito, who's a stand-up comedian, and I watched this unfold. I left home for a five-day work trip, got COVID, and was gone for almost a month. Shout out to the four shirts I had with me. Y'all really held it together. <laughs> she put up all these pictures of herself on the balcony. She's like, now I've turned to balcony modeling. So she kept, like, getting, like, in close contact, and so she'd have to quarantine for 10 days, and then she'd get out, and then she'd close contact Jesus. again. 
So she was out filming something and she was trapped in a hotel for a month, oh basically. Oh my God. <laughs> and I, I don't think ever really got it. It's her sanity back? Yeah. Uh, Elmo or COVID? I'm going to go with Elmo yep. over COVID, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff October Computer said, we used to pay real money for ringtones and now if my phone makes a noise, it ruins my day. <laughs> uh, Josh Gondelman said, I legitimately consider texting a hobby. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I was just also trying to legitimately consider whether it was a hobby for me. <laughs> I'm going to go with Elmo. All right. So the uh, tweet says, average Josh says, every day we stray a little further from God, and it's a jar of Heinz birthday cake mayonnaise. <laughs> what? <laughs> like birthday real? cake flavored mayonnaise? <laughs> That's yeah. disgusting. So, I know, but I, I thought it was we all <gasps> just suffer. <gasps> Yeah, that is us straying further from God. Sticking with Elmo, though. <laughs> well, that's a big word for Elmo. <laughs> Just Mike said, you know how when you're in a restaurant and a kid in the booth behind you peeks over and it's kind of cute? <laughs> Apparently, it's creepy when I do it. <laughs> what y'all eating? What y'all having over there? Hey. You guys enjoying your meal? Hey. <laughs> do you like sharks? What's your favorite dinosaur? <laughs> Ooh, what's your favorite dinosaur? That's a good one to get the kids in the van. <laughs> oh, God. As for you, ruined her. Forever. Emma likes restaurant creepers. This one's for me, Matt Bellassi. Love is Blind season two literally begs the question, is it possible to hate every single person on a reality show at once? The answer is yes, Matt. <laughs> that was just for me. All right. Uh, Aaron is away, texted, I'm sorry I didn't respond to your text. I've been losing my mind. Let's catch up soon. <laughs> Crockett for real said, I asked the kids if there was anything they wanted from the grocery store. And the first thing my daughter asked was, how's our cheese situation? <laughs> That's so good. It's cute. All right, Emma, you're on uh, Restaurant Creeper. Or Nick, you're on Elmo. Or you may have cheese. Um, yeah, I'm going to go cheese sitch. Oh, wow. Yeah, cheese sitch for sure. It's been too long from Elmo. All right, bye, Elmo. <laughs> Emma? Mm, cheese sitch. Wow. She doesn't I, feel good I, about that. No, I'm I never a, know with these answer? guys. I just never know. At Ranson Ginger said, raw sewage implies the existence of cooked sewage. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which is more disgusting, that or birthday cake mayo? I don't know. <laughs> I think the mayo, honestly. <laughs> Sir, are you ending with cheese sitch? I'm going to go back to 14 days. No, I'm kidding. I just wanted to pull an Emma once. No, cheese sitch. <laughs> What's our cheese situation? That's our tweet of the week, everybody. Hey. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Once again, I edited out like 20, so you got to give me credit for that. No, they were great. In the words so of Anna Green credit. Gables, if you knew all the things I wanted to say and didn't, you'd think I barely talk at all, so. Did you get a chance to watch RuPaul's Drag Race America? I did. I watched both. and uh, I know, but I just thought we'd start. Let's go in America. I mean, you never know with me. I could have watched none. It's a true story, except that Emma texted me that you were both crying. So. <laughs> it was... So emotional. First of all, this is this and the Untucked are the highest rated 
uh, RuPaul's Drag Race for years and years and years, if not ever. I'm assuming it'll go down eventually. But um, yeah, the Untucked was like one of the greatest TV moments that I've seen in quite some time. It was so beautiful. And then this episode, I do think RuPaul is just trying to stoke the flames because everyone's just been like, let's all get along so Twitter trolls don't threaten to kill us. She's like, you know what? No, I'm going to reward Georges with a napkin with a win and just see what happens. Diabetic go. Yeah. So I have to watch Drag uh, Race. I buy it off of Amazon. And I bought, um, I don't really like Untucked for the most part, but I bought it last week because I saw there was a fight with Mighty Morphosis and I wanted to see it go down. Yeah. So this week I go to watch just the episode and I don't have it and I have to buy it and it's all weird. And I'm like, what? So it turns out I purchased the Untucked again and I was like, I guess I'll watch it. I didn't know that yeah. there was this big, like, um, Jasmine Kennedy, guttural, gorgeous, coming out moment. And Bosco. Yeah, but Jasmine is what was just tore me down. Yeah. I felt just, she was wrecked. First, she's like, I've had trouble, make, you know, eating during the pandemic. Yeah. And yeah. T.S. Madison's like, what do you want out of this? She's like, financial stability. Oh, and to transition to a woman. Yeah. It was that just like when she finally said the word trans and you could feel just that like relief and that emotional just exodus of all of these feelings that she's kept inside and the shame and this guilt and this worry and this concern and just being surrounded by people who would support her, who have gone through it and could guide her and to just like have an open audience. It was just like so, so emotionally heartbreaking and also ultimately sweet, like terrible that she has to go through that and so many people have to deal with that sort of emotional situation constantly, but that she was able to find support and Carrie Colby just like holding her hand and then Jasmine being like, I still need your hand. And it's just like, and then all the tweets afterwards too, where it's just like, if you say Carrie Colby three times, she shows up in the mirror, she throws <laughs> up with hormones so you can transition. And she's like, you're just so beautiful. If I can even be half as beautiful. You're like, what's happening? Is it really only about that? I don't know. <laughs> I just want to be she's pretty. Sobbing her eyes out, and they're like, Queen, five minutes to the stage. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that was way to kill a moment. <laughs> For sure. But Jasmine was starting to get on my nerves, so that Untucked definitely did, did her well in my book. Mm -hmm. well, yeah, there have been a couple. Wild performance in Daytona Wins. She was great. Mm -hmm. I, she was insane. I'm going to say something <laughs> controversial yet brave. I think it would have been just as funny without the farts. Yes, I think it would have been funnier. It was. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they were hilarious, and I didn't realize that she was having them take those pauses so, so they could time for a farts. fart. Yeah, but, they, but it made it better when they took those big breaths and sad. Yeah, it didn't need the farting, but it was because yeah, everyone was so funny, and it made sense that no one had to be in the bottom because everyone did a pretty good job. And when Lady Camden <laughs> opened oh the door, God. she's like Maxine. <laughs> <laughs> Once you like this is a this is a woman who was raised on America's Next Top Model, center stage, and all of these things. Because when she was broken down doll but make it fashion, opening those doors looking <laughs> crazy but beautiful, I was like, she is studied. She's modeling H to T right there. <laughs> H to T. <laughs> I don't think that she looks dead on that Jasmine looks dead on Alyssa. I mean, I think I think she looks somewhat like her, but I think she just looks like ridiculous. Where even if Alyssa does a bad job, which we she did like several times throughout mostly most of her season, <laughs> she was still hilarious just because of who she is. And as Bosco so eloquently stated, she's so bad at acting that it's actually really funny. <laughs> and Willow, I thought was great. I thought Dia was fine. I don't know that I would have put her in the top, but 
I, this is just like stoking the controversy of like, now I'm in the top and they're just going to keep her around because she like creates the drama, mama. So natural for me to say. <laughs> I didn't catch on that Willow was doing Moira Rose. Michelle is just proud that she knows who Moira Rose is now because when whoever was Electra from Down Under did the Moira Rose character, Michelle oh, Visage right. had no idea who the fuck that was and has now done her homework. <laughs> and she's like, everyone's Moira Rose. I've seen it. Shit's Greek. I love it. You want gay shit? Yeah, that's very strange. And then in the workroom, they're talking about Folsom, which just yay for you guys, but. I mean, there was a lot of Twitter discourse about this where they were excited that a platform knows about different levels of the gay community and it's, you know, Folsom is a big part of the history and so that they're broadcasting and talking about it and it's like a very kinky leather festival with a lot of sex all the time and other activities. So there were people who were like, this is so cool that it's like being talked about, but Folsom, good for you if you would like to go. I. I'm not booking my ticket. I do love that one meme of this girl who's just in the midst of all these leather daddies going to town on each other. <laughs> She's just wearing like a very sensible outfit, like desperately looking for her friends. <laughs> I haven't seen it. It's so funny. And then she owned it and she was like, yeah, I couldn't find my friends and I was scared. <laughs> Everyone was flogging and I thought I'd get hit. <laughs> and Jerry is like, what's happening at the fair? <laughs> <laughs> She's expecting like a St. Louis, like me being yeah, in St. Louis pigs. World's Fair. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, what's happened? I want to go to there. Yeah, I thought uh, Bosco was great in the challenge. Lady Camden was great. Jasmine was great. Deja was whatever. Daya was fine. And then Andrea was too okay. great. She was fine yeah. in the final edit. I do wonder if RuPaul was like, Andrew was in the bottom. Absolutely not. You're all safe. Yeah. So the category was chaps, 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 chaps on the runway. Very so they wholesome. never understood that this was a wedgie. No one ever seemed to figure that out. No, and it was so This fun. was like an atomic wedgie, I know. Uh, no, Willow's was fantastic. I love that. A it, little reminiscent of Simone. Oh, yeah, when she had the hands, the hands in her hair yeah. like built in. Yeah, no, 100%. Still be good. Bosco, Bosco looks stunning. How much human hair can one girl own? 40 <laughs> inches, apparently. And that's a really good use of it as opposed to Carrie Colby's chaps. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's super flower power, the pale pink, like mixing the hardcore of the leather and studs with the soft pastel. And then Deja has to follow the soft pastel as the self-acclaimed pastel queen wearing the skin of a Dr. Seuss character that she's slain <laughs> by talking about all of her struggles. So true. And also, Bosco paints... She's unrecognizable. Mm -hmm. She's just so pretty. Yeah, Deja is terrible. I couldn't even get a good picture of Carrie's outfit. Carrie's was also quite bad. Yeah, there just wasn't enough hair there. You have to go full in. I mean, her actual hair was fantastic all the way down to the floor. Uh -huh. Concept, cool. But the hair was so sparse, it was a male powdered baldness look. <laughs> which was also rude to follow Deja. Again, what did Deja do to y'all? Georges is not <laughs> Georges is that girl who comes back from the bar bathroom wasted and can't get her intricate outfit back on, <laughs> so just decides to roll with it. It's like all the rompers that just like, get left in the bathroom and everyone's just wearing their bra and panties because they can't fucking deal with it right now. Sure, her face looks like Joan Rivers right there. It does. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, that looks like a wedgie. It looks like you just got I don't know why she likes that, like, pants pulled halfway up her butt. 
height. <laughs> it's really <laughs> uncomfortable. Yeah, she had at. that same thing on in her when she won. Uh-huh. What? Her lip sync. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it just cuts her off too because she's like a wool pill, and yeah, it does like segment whole whole body. I don't know. She can do no wrong in the judges' eyes, though. So it's kind of reminding me of uh, last season with Crystal, where it's just like you're the future of drag, so you will win. Well, she has said to Willow, like, you're a star, you're the future of drag, you're amazing. But she's like, Georges, you were born to do this. Whenever she says you were born to do drag, it's over, Queens. Pack your knives and go. She did say it to Christopher Versace. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Uh, and Jerry's look was great, but, I mean, it's fine. She's just done so many cool things. I thought this is whatevs. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of the Jada Essence Hall red, white, and blue look a little bit, mm-hmm. just with, like, that giant structural thing on her shoulders. But LeMay, you can stay. She's a golden girl. <laughs> I don't know why they were in love with this Jasmine Kennedy. It was terrible. It was an abomination. She's like, go Spartans. And it's like, in what world are Spartans ever anything but green and white? I have a lot of questions for the school administrators, the board of education. Now, I totally thought that Lady Camden really fell. This was a moment. Oh, my God. To get to season 14 and do a (laughs) reveal that's not telegraphed, choreographed, seen from a mile away. This was so fucking good. This was a And moment. then for her to look that amazing. I know. <laughs> Coming up. I know. To like use all the theatrics to put the mustache on, to like have dyed her real hair. So it's, it was so good. Have you seen the reactions of people at bars when no. this happened in real time? The uh-uh. gayest of all gasped, then the gayest <laughs> of all excla- exclamations of euphoria. <laughs> so beautiful. It'll reinvigorate your soul. I'll have to check that out on the YouTubes. It's on the Twitters, I think. I'll have to check that out on the Twitter. Yeah, this uh, was a moment, and I'm glad that Lady, because I was afraid that Lady Camden was going to be one of those who, like, wasn't interesting enough for the producers, so they were just going to let her fade away into the background, even though she should have won, I think, last season. Like, Angeria or Camden should have won for the design challenge, um, but didn't, whatever. And then She Di- looked great. Yeah. Diabetti, whatever. We don't like you anymore. <laughs> I mean, yeah. She's, I don't know, I kind of, like... I don't know if I'm gradually turning into Thorgy Thor or this is happening immediately, but I am living for the drama and places like usually I would refrain from all of it. But it is kind of nice for it to be more like vintage untucked where the girls are actually like kind of fighting because everyone's been so careful because they don't want to get killed on Twitter, which is fair because bitches are crazy and they'll threaten to kill you for a hot take. How many death threats will we get when we blow up (laughs) from (laughs) got takes all over the place? I feel like Lady Camden also isn't like the most attractive in her <laughs> confessional <laughs> outfit with the tie and everything. With the so little bow. For her to like be so bow. hot was cool. <laughs> and I thought she killed it. I watched it. The first time I watched, so they end up in the top. It's uh, Diabetti and Lady Camden. And they lip sync to One Way or Another by Blondie. And the first time I watched it, I thought Camden just destroyed her. And the second time I thought Diabetti really didn't do that bad. Like she didn't get blown out of the water. No, she didn't. Yes, Lady Camden did eat for dinner, but <laughs> I mean, Di just can't move the way Camden can. She's, you know, she's, she's a so lumbering really ox. Talented. Yeah, but yeah, no, really talented, Diabetti super theatrical. Just you can't take yes. that day away from Lady Camden. She fucking Lady won. Camden <laughs> killed the moment. Oh my god! And then when she put on Diabetti's wig in the before scene and was like, "I made this whole outfit from scratch." <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I made an outfit from scratch. You are a blank and napkin. <laughs> so it was a fun episode. I liked the 
the show, I mean, the, the Daytona wins minus the farts would have been funnier. And then all of them having to like fake laugh to make RuPaul feel good. Yeah. <laughs> that was <They're> awkward. Like, <laughs> have you seen all those justice for Rock'em Sakura tweets? Because when no, she fuck was Rock'em Sakura. When Rock'em Sakura was on, she did a fart joke on stage and Michelle was like, this is not drag. This is not the moment. This is not it. And now this is the entire challenge. So. I guess fuck Rock'em Sakura, though. <laughs> so next week looks like a singing challenge. The challenges have hit this entire competition Yeah, so it'll far. be girl groups, I think. Hey. Shout hey, out to hey. Mono Agapian for joining the show after having a podcast. Um, you can hire Nick next. <laughs> <laughs> Make it gayer. I'll be like Kathy, Gr- Kathy Griffin when she was one of the guest judges in the earlier seasons. It's good, but gayer. Make it gayer. Be gay. When's Snatch Game going to happen? I don't know. It happened on UK versus the world this week, and it was terrible. So. It was quite bad. Yeah. So quick recap on that. Um, Pangina sent another Canadian home with Jimbo. <laughs> She's just, like, trying to declare war on Canada. Um, you which must was have been a- excited by the song, though. Yeah, I super was. I just, like, with Jimbo, I know you both do not like her, but I was still disappointed that she went home. Oh, my God. Twitter was... A tizzy. Yeah, they were comparing it to Manila, which I don't think is quite the same when Naomi Small sent um, Manila home, but... There's no money in this competition. This is barely a competition. <laughs> Yikes. It's true. But they must have known that before they went on. And either way, it does change your life and your bookings will go up and... Pangina isn't known in America, so this will be good for her. Yeah. No, I love and Pangina. And not everybody watched Can- Canada, um, or UK for that matter. What I think you ultimately get more bookings if you've been robbed, and Queen C was robbed. Because it's sort of like you either die a hero or stay long enough to become the villain. It's like if everyone is like, oh my god, you deserve so much better, so I'll give you that much more. As opposed to like, why did you stay? As opposed to all these other queens. It's a dangerous little game there. Mm-hmm. I know, but... Juju needed to go home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bye, Juju. <laughs> bad, 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 bad. Yeah. I mean, just for her runway, she was fine as Lally Bowles. So the challenge this week was a little garusical. Juju B was like Liza Minnelli. Pangina as old lady orphan Annie, I did think was hilarious. Jimbo's a little bit one note. Like it's always the giant breastplate. It's always like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Poor but- Mo. Heart couldn't pull out that cartwheel. <laughs> She never can. Have we seen her lip lip sync? Remember when? No, but in the um, when she was working with the choreographer from Strictly, she did a real cartwheel. Oh, did she? Yeah. Then she fucked it up on stage. I don't remember that part. Janie Jacquet as Meryl Streep from Mamma Mia was amazing. (laughs) She's she's coming together. I'm excited for Janie Jacquet and Pangina. Like I hope that she doesn't get too much hate because she like there's a reason she's been in the top because she's been so good. And I she, think she 100% doesn't give a fuck that everyone hates her on Twitter. I hope not. She said that she had to write in the mirror every day of the competition, like, you deserve this, you're good, be happy, be safe. She's a hot man, she's a hot woman, she's amazing <laughs> at dancing. Like, what more do you want? I know Rock'em Sakura was like, I want you to destroy me to Pantana Hills. You pay a lot of attention to Rock'em Sakura. <laughs> Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> and Pangina is only 33. She's, She's so amazing. Wow. I hope she wins. I, I'm definitely rooting for her. 
and cute little Blue. Blue Hydrangea. Yeah. I know. She seems a shitty mess, but I love her. What did the show do to you? It's like Cheryl, or like, not Cheryl, sorry, other one. Blue has always been a shady little queen. But during the reading challenge, RuPaul was like, oh my God, what have you done to a little baby? It's like, just because she's dressed like a baby does not mean she is one. People's love bag of chick walks in the room as a princess die, but I just saw princess diarrhea. <laughs> Why so much poop humor? I don't know. I just don't get it. Is it all the cleansing for the bottoming? Is that what it is? I, I don't know. I'll buy a Charlie XCX out of mine and get back to you. <laughs> so I definitely thought Janie was the best in the challenge. She and Pangina were great, and I loved them lip syncing. Oh my god, we like to like party. <laughs> We like, we like, we like, we like to party. party. We I didn't realize like the Venga Boys were from wherever Janie's from. The, the Venga Boys are coming. The <laughs> Venga Boys are coming. Jumping. Wheels are still turning. New York to San Francisco. And disco. And then it was sad when Jimbo was, his name was called by Pangina and he started crying. And I did think that seemed real. Yeah. Like, all he wanted was to perform for RuPaul. His exit lines, though, have been mwah, perfection. He was terrible at lip syncing, so. All right. <laughs> you would The agree exit with that. lines, though. I would. I would. I would. What were his exit lines? So, the first one was him just screaming <laughs> in um, Canada. And then this one was like, I'll get you, RuPaul, and your little dog, too. Michelle. Michelle Visage. Yeah, Michelle Visage. Yeah. See ya. It is so, a shame. Have you been following like Lemon's outfits that she would have no. worn? They've been so good. Ah, so good. Well, I guess Pangina shouldn't have sent her out. It's not Pangina's fault. It's all RuPaul's fault for being a big puss. Figure out who to send home. Exactly, ma'am. Don't put it on the ladies. Maybe they're going to give Mo a little redemption story soon. Yeah, I hope Mo gets up there. Um, and yeah, Jujubee can can sidle away. I think we're oh, finished with her. Um, yeah, Blue. Yeah. She's good. She's just young still. Seems like she's got a lot going on. Yeah. Baga. Oh, bye. She can go whenever. Girl, bye. Yeah. So a Pangina, like if Mo could have like a redemption story and enter the top three with Pangina and Janie, that would hit. Why are you bouncing? I was laughing. And my stomach's, my massive tummy is underneath this desk. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Gemstones, for listening to another episode of Takes All Over the Place. It's always a pleasure, a privilege, and a delight to share this space with you. We talked about a host of things. I can't remember them because I didn't watch them. (laughs) Self-improvement is number one on my docket moving forward. But we've got extra content over at our Patreon if you want even more takes that are even more unhinged and all over the place. So thank you for sticking up with us. I lost my train! Jimbo. (laughs) I'm Jimbo. Just screaming. I think that might be the end. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, thank you so much. We love you all. Hope you're staying safe, happy, and this little podunk podcast had a little bit of joy to infuse into your hearts. Take care, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Takes All Over the Place is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter, with the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and... Frank! The awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank! We love you, Frank.